Good day, everyone. Welcome to the CSU Relentless Gardener podcast. I am Colorado State University horticultural agent Linda Langelo, and joining me today is Lisa Mason, CSU Extension horticultural agent of Arapahoe County. Now let's get to the heart of it where we explore horticultural topics with CSU Extension. Today, we're discussing beneficial insects. Hello, Lisa, how are you doing? I'm doing great, how are you? Good, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. So tell us, who are some of the big players as far as beneficial insects? Ooh, there's so many great beneficial insects out there. And, and, you know, just a reminder, um, we have some pest insects that attract a lot of attention, but by far most insects play a valuable role in our ecosystems. So some of the, the big ones are uh, lady beetles, or some people call them ladybugs. Lady beetles are voracious aphid eaters, and, and some species will even feed on, on mites too. So the big thing to know about lady beetles is that many people, most people are familiar with the adult stage of lady beetles, but the larvae actually uh, feed on more aphids than the adults. And you know, lady beetles go through a full metamorphosis, just like a butterfly. So the, the larval form looks completely different than an adult beetle. So it, it's a larva. And, you know, to me, it reminds me of like a little baby dragon, um, completely harmless, unless you're an aphid. Um, but, but do keep your eye out for, for those lady beetle larvae. Another one that's very commonly seen in our, our gardens are lace wings. So lace wings, the adults, uh, while they're at rest, they, they have the, the lacy looking wings and they, they fold like um, a triangle or like a, a tent, shaped, oh, tent shape over the body. Um, they're also voracious predators of things like aphids and other soft bodied insects. When you see the larval form of lace wings, um, it, it does look like a, a larva and it has two large pinchers and those pinchers are actually used to to hunt down caterpillars oftentimes bigger than the the actual larva of the lacewing so they're ferocious aphid eaters and will feed on other soft-bodied insects as well you might see lacewings i'm um, flying around um, around your porch light in the evenings and then they have a, a very unique um eggs very unique eggs. Um, if you come across uh, these little strings hanging off of a, a plant leaf and at the, the top of the string, there, there's a little egg attached to it. And so, so you might see a series of these um, sometimes you know, on the underside of a leaf, um, sometimes maybe even patio furniture. They're, they're very delicate looking. Um, those are actually lacewing eggs. A um, couple others are surfid flies. So surfid flies are flower visiting flies. Uh, so they, they actually can be pollinators as well, but the larval form of surfid flies will actually feed on aphids and other pests. Uh, surfid fly larvae are actually very hard to see. They're very hard to find. They, they are very discreet and, and often go unnoticed, but no, they, they are in our gardens and, and feeding on little pests. 
Um, and wasps. So, you know, we, we have a couple of, of nuisance species of wasps, um, Western yellow jackets and the, the invasive European paper wasp. Um, but we have hundreds of other wasp species in our gardens. And those wasps, um, most are solitary wasps. So they're actually doing their own thing. You know, you don't even really notice them unless you're you're looking for them. And they're providing valuable pest control services, hunting things like caterpillars, um, crickets, and and even spiders. So solitary uh predatory wasps are, are great to have in our gardens and, and are certainly not a nuisance or, or a high risk for stings either. Um, and then the praying mantis. So the praying mantis is a popular one. Uh, we, we have seven species of mantids in Colorado. Five are native. Um, the native species you're more likely to see on the Eastern Plains. Uh, the other two species that are commonly seen are, are non-native, um, and they are opportunistic hunters. So they're excellent at stalking their prey and catching it. Uh, they're opportunistic, though. So they will hunt a lot of pests, but they may also hunt some of our, our other um, beneficial insects as well. And then the last one is one that I get many calls about at the extension office, and those are bumble flower beetles. So bumble flower beetles are a, a type of scarab beetle. So they're, they're in the same family, the, the scarab family, as um, Japanese beetles. So I think there's oftentimes confusion among the two. But the difference is that bumble flower beetles feed on decaying matter. Japanese beetle grubs feed on turf grass. So, so very different. They live in very different places. Um, but bumbleflower beetle grubs are, are feeding on that dang, decaying matter. So they're often found in compost piles and, and flower beds with, with high, you know, high in organic matter. So, so these, these bumbleflower beetles rarely, rarely do any harm. Um, they're just recycling nutrients back into the soil. The, the adult form of bumbleflower beetles are often found on flowers, drinking nectar, or um, feeding on overripe fruits. So that's just scratching the surface of, of some of the beneficial insects you might see in your garden. I'm sure it is. And so as a gardener, how can I best support these good guys in the garden? Well, an easy thing you can do is plant nectar plants. So nectar plants, nectar flowers are going to support pollinators, but they're also going to support a wide variety of beneficial insects. And then, you know, another thing to do is, is consider how, how you approach your garden. Um, we, we always recommend um, IPM or integrated pest management. And that's really looking at, at all the options available, um, depending on, on the goals of your garden space. So, so for instance, um, you know, uh, I think many people will just, they, they see a pest, they see somebody feeding on their leaves and they automatically think, okay, what, um, what product can I apply to eliminate the problem? And so instead of thinking about the big picture, and, and this is where your extension office can be a, a great help. And let's look at all the pros and cons of all the options out there. And so, so for instance, if you have a few, you know, some leaves that are, have been, someone's been feeding on them, um, is it a, is that a problem? Is it really defoliating a plant? Or maybe is that caterpillar that will then be food for 
birds or, or other predatory insects. Um, so, so good to think about the big picture. And one great example are aphid, aphid infestations. So aphid produce high populations in the summertime um, and, and they feed on um, plant juices. Um, but aphids actually very rarely do any little or any plant damage. So what they are doing though, is providing food for a variety of, of insects in our garden ecosystems. And so I, um, I wrote a blog post this summer called host an aphid watch party. And the reason being is these aphids attract a, a wide diversity of insects feeding on, on the aphids. And so, so I'd highly encourage you next time you see an aphid infestation to, to watch all the insects that are, that are visiting. Um, you're going to see all the beneficials, uh, and, and you'll be amazed. I, I guarantee you'll be, you'll be amazed. Now, in some cases where leaving an aphid infestation may not be feasible, look at some, uh, you know, look at the whole spectrum of options to decide what would work best for you. Oftentimes the go-to easy option is hose down the plant to their, their soft bodied insects. You can knock them down off the plant um, or, you know, the impact from a jet of water will be enough to, to kill a lot of them anyway. So there's a wide variety of, of options um, that you can use oftentimes for, for things like aphids, but still host that aphid watch party for sure. Great idea. Great idea. So as an option, would it help to buy biocontrols like those ladybugs and the praying mantis and the lacewings at the garden store? That's a great question. Um, you can certainly buy them at the garden store and it's not going to hurt anything. Um, for instance, the, the species of ladybug that or lady beetle that's available for purchase is a native species to Colorado. So it's not going to hurt anything. And it's a great educational opportunity for, for children and grandchildren um, to, to really, you know, help instill that appreciation for, for our beneficial insects. Um, but in terms of biocontrol, lady beetles have wings and they can fly. So the, the effectiveness in your specific garden is going to be very limited um, because there's no guarantees they'll stay in your garden. Uh, lace wings, on the other hand, are a little bit different because you actually purchase lace wings as eggs or larvae. So they, they can move around on the plants, but they can't fly away right away. So they may be a little bit more effective uh, in your specific garden. Praying mantis, um, also, you know, they're, they can, they're very mobile. So there's no guarantees they would stay in your garden and keep in mind they're opportunistic too. So they'll hunt the pests, um, but they might also hunt other beneficial insects as well. Um, so it, so it really depends on your purpose and, um, it's not going to hurt anything. Well, you've certainly given the audience a lot to think about. And I like the idea of backing up and looking at the big picture. There's always a lot more going on than we think, isn't there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lisa, for joining me today. And a thank you to the audience for listening. Tune in next time when we get to the heart of the matter on another horticultural topic. <laughs>